From our 901 Mission Street studios, you are listening to the San Francisco Chronicle. Welcome to Total SF, and welcome back, Kelly Hartlob, to Independent Bookstore Tribute Month, which is, I think, entering its ninth week now. So wonderful to be here to um, continue our, our love for the independent bookstores. Yeah, I'm going to still do this occasionally. It was supposed to be a month-long thing, but as long as there's a pandemic, Independent Bookstore Tribute Month will continue. Um, I'm going to have authors on occasionally shouting out local bookstores and just reminding people to go out and support them so they're around when this is all over. That's what we want. That's right. Yeah, so we introduced our children to SNL Digital Shorts last night. (laughs) Uh, which were created by Berkeley residents Andy Samberg, Akiva Schaefer, and my Total SF guest today, Yorma Tacconi. Questionable parenting on our part. Did you have a favorite? I, you know, I thought my favorite was Deanna Box. It's quite a classic. But when we went back over them, um, it threw it on the ground, just goes so so against my grain, and I found myself laughing so hard at that one. So it, it might be my new favorite. Yeah, threw it on the ground is absolutely genius. My new favorite as well. I go to my favorite hot dog stand, and the dude says, you come here all the time. Here's one for free. I said, man, what I look like, a charity case? I took it and threw it on the ground. Lazy Sunday, dick in a box. We say dick in this episode. He says it several times. Dick in a box comes up several times in my conversation with Yorma. And would you believe, though, that Yorma Tacconi has written a children's book? That would not be my guess for um, for the next phase of his career. No. It is. It's a picture book, Little Fox and the Wild Imagination, about a fox child who's having a bad day and his father's trying to cheer him up with the power of imagination. And the more I talked to him, the more it made sense. Uh, There's a lot of offbeat humor and joy in Lonely Island's work. I Just Had Sex was one of their digital shorts (laughs) that um, this is like that, except it's G-rated. So not really like that. (laughs) Not really like that. Um, We had a wonderful conversation. Yorma was in Berkeley with his family when we were talking, including a three-week-old baby. Oh, my gosh. That sounds so hard. Yeah. He turns it into comedy, though. Um, We talk about the book. We talk about family. His mother has connections with children's literature. And his father, Tony Tacconi, was the longtime artistic director at Berkeley Rep. Uh, We talk a lot about fatherhood and being the fun parent. As you'll hear, Yorma is making a scraper bike with his older son. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. He's promised a photo. We also pay tribute to independent bookstores. Yorma and Tony Tacconi have a virtual event at Miss Dalloway's at 2 p.m. Saturday, September 26th. Go to MissDalloway's.com for more detail. That's MRSDalloway's.com. Yorma Tacconi coming up. I'm Peter Hartlob, here with Kelly Hartlob, and this is Total SF. Thank you very much.
Welcome to Total SF, Yorma Taconi, and what's the air quality index like where you're at? That's what I ask every podcast guest now. And what a sad thing to ask people. It's 305 <laughs> right about now. Yeah, no, it's, uh, uh, it, I mean, it dropped one though. So, so it, it's, it's 304 now. So I feel a lot better about that. I feel good. Well, glad you have uh, some blue skies and you're in Brooklyn. No, no, I'm in, I'm in Berkeley, California right now. Oh, you're in Berkeley. I'm sorry. Well, I'll it's go a, straight. It's a similar vibe. It's a similar vibe. <laughs> sure, I, have so. <laughs> um, I have greatly enjoyed your career as a writer, director, actor, and now a children's book author, which was kind of a surprise to me. Is it something you've been wanting to do for a while? Yes. Uh, and I'm not just saying that. My, my mother, uh, Sue Ellen, and a busky was... Um, always in children's books for like like or graphic design for the longest time and then worked for a company called Peaceable Kingdom Press which uh Thatcher Hurd ran his great his grandfather I think is Clement Hurd who illustrated Goodnight Moon mm -hmm. so the, the, their family's been in picture, picture books forever uh Peaceable Kingdom is an awesome company that makes like um, interactive games for kids like very age appropriate games and won all these awards so they like they're just hooked into both children's books. I've worked with a million children's books authors. Um, and so like, so growing up, my, my childhood was like surrounded by graphic design and like, and just like going to her office and seeing all the cool different children's books, like real um, illustrations from children's book, uh, a lot of illustrators. Um, and so, and that world has just been, it's so kind and, and what it's putting out into the world is so um, sweet and, and, um, I just think doing great things for, for kids, obviously, like, I mean, it depends on what kind of books you make, I guess. Um, and then after, you know, making things like Dick in a Box and MacGruber, you gotta, you gotta give back. I got a lot of penance to pay. You, you won an I mean? Emmy for Dick in a Box, so. <laughs> oh, actually, here, it's right back it's there. Right back there. <laughs> right, it's right back there. All the, the, the reason that I don't feel bad about it being in this room, by the way, is that that's my brother's Emmy. My brother okay. made a bunch of the music okay. for it, so we actually got to win Emmys together. Can I take a screenshot? Could you, could you, yeah, actually, I'm going to take a photo. I'm going to go yeah. old school here. Will you point at that for me? Um, it's ridiculous. Um, but yeah, no, so like, so I, I really just grew up around it and have been wanting to do children's books for, forever. So, yeah. With some of the timing, you have a, a four or five-year-old and a newborn right now? I have a five-year-old and a three-week-old today. She's oh, wow. Today. Yeah. Wow. So it's great. It's so that, that uh, air index really gets me going. That like, yeah. that we dropped that, just the fact that we dropped that one point, not 304, that's only like she's smoking like three packs of cigarettes, right? So that's <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> oh, so Keep the crazy. windows closed throughout this podcast. Oh, um, I'm thinking you can't just like take your five year old and say, "Here's what your dad does," and put, you know, pop star, never stop, never stopping in the in the streaming. How much of this was was just like you want to create something that you can immediately show your kids? There, there's that aspect of it, but by the way, that line is already blurred with all of the. I mean. Wiley is is the baby in pop star that when we cut to it, <laughs> like at at six months old, Connor for real is drumming like uh -huh. like Bieber was at five like but he, he's like so that was Wiley at six months old 
and we were propping up his head over a green screen and then we comped <laughs> him onto somebody else's body playing drums. Oh, you're, so you your know, son is in the movie that <laughs> I just mentioned. That was his example. first page. That was his first paycheck. He got $125 for that. <laughs> um, so no, so, and then for this, like uh, I love, a lot of the impetus of this book is, is the imagination of a five and six year old, like, like that age to me is like their minds are exploding with imagination. And my, my kid is no, no different than any other five or six year old. Like he's just off the rails and great. And just like when he's in playtime, he's really in it. And, and, you know, they'll, the, they want to include you in that. And I am the kind of, kind of father that like, I really, really love, love getting in into that with him and, for lack of a better term, yes, ending <laughs> improvs kind of thing. And so, so, but like, as, like, as the book kind of reveals, like that kind of behavior of like real dad decisions, I'm like, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> like goes haywire into wonderful, like cacophonies of, of chaos occasionally. And then comes back to the, the real relationship of, of the real love between me and my son, which like, there's a, there's a, there's a quote in the book uh, and part of the reason for writing it was this quote where Wiley at three years old used to say to me all the time, now I will put you in a mail truck and throw you in the ocean and a shark will eat you all gone. That's <laughs> and I a would, book. <laughs> yeah, and I would be like, wait, no, it's a direct quote. It's in like, he should get a writing credit. Like, uh, like I mean, come on, he, should, he deserves more than $125. Um, no, but like, but so, so it's kind of that just like, what a great thing to say. Like, why a mail truck? <laughs> why, why throw me in the mail truck first and then have a shark eat the milk? Like, but I, I just love that kind of kid logic. So like, so, and, and we have such a great time together um, that he, he re reads the children's book with me. I'm not just like pimping out my, my kid here. I really just love his brain and like, and love, like, it's weird to say working with him, but like, but, yeah. like, but, but we, we recorded us reading it together and he's, it's so fun. It's like such a fun thing to do with, with getting to see how he, he reads things and how, and how proud he is to, to, you know, see his, his name. Like it says Wiley Elementary, like Dan Santat, the, the, the man who uh, illustrated it, who's fantastic. Oh, like he's a, so great. He's a fantastic yeah. illustrator. Like the way this came about was I just, I, I cold, hit him up <laughs> just was yeah. like hey man like my mom my mom suggested uh that he might be a good illustrator once i i gave her the original copy of the book and so she she mentioned two people and i was like dan's art i had seen before and was like this guy is fantastic like i i more just wanted his advice really and then and then it became like a working relationship and he introduced me to Connie at uh, Roaring Brook and his manager, Jody. And I, now I'm, now it's like a little family between me and Dan and, and basically all his whole, I, I entered his family. Mm -hmm. So, but he's a Caldecott winner. Like, 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 I don't know if you've read Beagle, but he's, he's fantastic. Like his, his imagination is fantastic. His, and his energy really matches mine in terms of like, we're both that kind of dad I think that like we thrive on imagination uh, you know and, and his is just all visual so you really get to see this explosion on I mean I think it's one of his best I, I, I say this because I'm biased but but the um but it, I think it's one of his best covers like it's it's this explosion of energy um which is is kind of what you know it, it was meant to be that of, of this grounding like like a cross between that kind of wonderful imaginative chaos that is parenting and then also the real sweetness that you get 
with your kid at night when they hug you as the last thing before bed. And you know, like, oh, and, that's sweet. And, and kind of join those two things together. Yeah, again, I got to make up for Dick in a Box, man. I put that on the <laughs> I world. I Dick in a Box. So okay. Um, yeah, I, I think of like, um, and I, my kids are a little bit older than yours, but I think of like, how, how old of that? I got an 11 and a 15. Oh, cool. Yeah. 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 So, but I, I think about like, I was sort of that fun dad too. And I feel like this generation sort of has been empowered to be that fun dad and sort of lower yourself to the kids level. Grow up and you watch TV shows and the dads were always kind of like, you know, reading their newspaper and having their coffee and, and dispensing wise advice. Whereas we get to kind of play with our kids. And that's what this book is. It, it starts, we should, we should get the plot, no spoilers, but, um, uh, Dad Fox is uh, picking up Little Fox at Wiley Elementary. Little Fox is in a bad mood. And Dad Fox is going stop to stop to stop, just doing everything that he can to um, use imagination to make his day better. Yeah, 100%. And then, and then because what you're talking about of being that current dad who does want to like play and does want to like foster imagination blah, blah, blah. there are pluses and minuses to being yeah. like uh, a, a current day dad where you're like then you also want to put limits on it and be like hey, hey but we gotta listen to me yeah. <laughs> i know, you know i just like, gave I, I know i just gave you ice cream at four o'clock yeah, yeah, you're like and gotta... what and what else did i expect <laughs> to happen so like but like but yeah it's it, it's that feeling of just like of like trying to do to do both and i wouldn't change it for the world honestly i really do i don't want to be a 1950s father who has like rules up the, you know but but it's trying it's trying to figure out a new way to to be and and um and yeah it's like it's it's it is it is also trying to do that thing that you're talking about where where through imagination it is trying to also fix problems and and, and let you know that that it's going to be okay and like and that you can um you know, and by the end of the book, like when they finally say goodnight after reading 5,000 books, <laughs> he, he, uh, he does want to go back to school again the next day. And that, yeah. that's sort of the point, too, is that, is that, you know, they had a great time together, too. I'm, I'm guessing you're traveling a lot. Um, are, are you like this dad? Or are you going on a lot of adventures with your kid? Oh, man. Like, well, one, when we've been out here, just because this has been a fun, creative thing to do, like, as soon as I... I don't know why I thought this, I mean, it's, it has been really fun, but like, but do you know the like scraper bike culture in Oakland? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, uh, yeah 15 so years like, I lived in East Oakland, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah for sure, for sure. So like, so so a friend of mine directed a, a, a video for Trunk Boys uh, called Scraper Bikes, which is a great uh -huh. song. Um, and, uh, and so, but when we were out here, I was like, we're in a, like, you know, we're in the East Bay, you, we got to make a scraper bike. So we've been working on a scraper bike last year. <laughs> That's what me and Wiley have been doing. I'll get you a picture of that too. <laughs> I think ours is pretty good. Um, and, uh, and, but so like, so we, we, we ride around in the street when, when it's not 305 uh, on the air index, we, we yeah. ride around my neighborhood here and like play music, play Weird Al polka, polka music. Oh Yeah. Yeah. So that's one. And then um, not obnoxious at all. And then, and then, um, but we, my wife was, uh, my wife's a filmmaker. She did like, yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah she just did her work. The, she's excellent. Yeah. A beautiful day in the neighborhood. Yeah. Tom, Tom Hanks movie. So she's, so she, she weirdly uh, did a Netflix series that hasn't come out yet called the Queen's Gambit that shot in, uh, in Germany. So we went out, out there and I was just 
you know, being solo parent, more solo parent when, when she was uh, not, not as available. Um, and so, but me and Wiley ended up, <laughs> we met this kid and, and her dad at the park, became friends with them and then went to this like dinosaur exhibit that this guy, this old guy bought property, like how many hundreds of acres and loved uh, dinosaur statues. So made full life-size like brontosauruses and like this is like 45 minutes out of, outside of Berlin. So we went uh -huh. there to this bizarre, and it's like, there's no rules in Berlin. Like there was like, <laughs> there's, there's just goats running around and like, and all these animals and they had like pumas and like, you're like, what is this? This is like a, just a, a privately owned zoo. Like in a way that some of your listeners should rightfully be like, that's horrible that you supported that. But I didn't know what it was. Um, at the time, like, but we were like doing that. And then we went to the other bizarre thing that we did, which is another dad decision on my part of just like, yeah, this will be good. I'll do this alone. <laughs> was, was I just, I just, outside of Berlin, an hour outside, there's this, people that should look this up. There's a place called Tropical Islands, uh, which is a former um, Soviet era Zeppelin, where they built Zeppelins. Oh like, my God. Like blimp. So it's the biggest building you've ever seen this dome. And it's talk about like a post-apocalyptic. It's they built a tropical island. Like there's all <laughs> growing plants and stuff in a water park, but it's like a nightmare. It's like it's, it's like it's it's a hotel as well. And so I was like, yeah, I'll take him <laughs> an hour outside of really at like four and a half, and we'll go there. Just me and him. He can't swim. Like like he doesn't like water slides. <laughs> I'll, I'll give it, and then I'll just the cotton candy. Like he's never had candy like so then so this i'll remember this forever though where i was yeah. like oh my lord where the meltdown was off the charts by the end of the day where we're, we're, we're having like these like, discussions of like how like and he's like he's like oh, like i wish i had gone to tropical islands with mom <laughs> he, was, oh, no. he, was he was so he was so tired that's what he was yelling and i was like you think mom would ever take you here she's not insane like it was but it was this like sort of joyous like like what parent would ever do that it was just such a terrible wonderful decision oh he'll um, be he'll be you'll both be telling that story from different ends for for years and years oh yes yeah yeah, yeah. i mean I, like I, the, the photos of this place are also you gotta it's like the, it sounds like the class action park that you gotta that, see the, the youtube trailer is insane because it's like people falling in love at tropical islands <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's so disturbing yeah, I, I remember I took my kid, uh, and he still tells the story, he's 15, he still blames me for this. When he was four, I took him on Pirates of the Caribbean, which I hadn't been on in like 20 years. So I thought it was like, you know, yo-ho-ho and a bottle of rum. But, it's, but it's scary, right? It's like, no, it was like, you will die. I yeah. mean, it's just completely, uh, <laughs> absolutely the most horrible thing to take a four-year-old on. We'll be right back after this short break. I didn't want it to be a novelty book. Um, I, I wanted to like write a really sweet story that was true to like me and my son and my 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 own understanding of parenting and where I go right and where I go wrong and 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 the connection between the two of us. And so um, I it was so great working with Dan because one he's fantastic and he's a great writer in his his own right. But like but also um, working with Connie who's uh, Connie over at Roaring Brook. Kind of she is 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 she's um, amazing and like and she really did not let me um, off the hook for anything. So it was like it was a good year of us like figuring out what is the what do you actually want to say, you know? And uh, and uh, so I'm really glad that I, I didn't I was never let off the hook. 
Yeah. And it was, and it, and it was very nice to have people like Dan and Connie who have done a million books say at the end, like, this is really good. Like, the, the, uh, like, and, and, and me be like, I, I don't, is it? <laughs> so like, and like, and, and, and Dan just being like, no, he's getting a really good response from it. And but like, all, all of that has been so nice because I just didn't want it to be this like, yeah, I just, you know, I kicked out this thing and didn't care about it. And but like, I, it, it was hard. <laughs> it's a hard process. Yeah. Well, I, I understand you. I mean, we, I was just going through some boxes and separating things and all the books, the picture books that I'm keeping are the ones that I read a hundred times, but like, it was okay. You know? Uh, yeah. Yeah. And there were a couple that I got sick of. And then there were a couple that I absolutely loved and I still, it brings up a positive memory. So I get what you're saying. Yeah. 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 And I, I hope it's that certainly that, that, that was, that was my goal was to not make something that was, yeah. that was throw away. Um, and not, not, nothing bad about those books. Those books are entertaining too. Like, I mean, like I, I love just the art and the process of like seeing any, anybody's uh, attempt at, at putting something out there to entertain, to try to entertain both a kid and, a, and an adult at the same time. It's just hard, hard to do. So, um, but I, I was, I was definitely hoping it wasn't getting yeah. disposable. Do you remember your first book that you kind of fell in love with? Was there one that your parents read over and over? Oh man, my my mom read me nothing but like socialist propaganda. <laughs> they were all like, there was all like uh, communist, like like uh, like um, like a lot of like Chinese books about like uh, working together um, and like and clever children who should be honored for working really hard. <laughs> um, so so a lot of them didn't have titles, <laughs> or they were in Chinese. Um, no the. Uh, I'm trying to think of like the, um, I mean, like they're I'm in my mom's house right now. So like, they're probably a bunch of them on the show. I always loved Maurice Sendak. Yeah. Um, I actually got a, uh, because my, my dad. Your father worked with him on, yeah, a, yeah, on yeah. a play, right? Yeah. Yeah. My dad's uh, Tony Ciccone. He, he, uh, he uh, was the head of the Berkeley Repertory Theater. For, he was the artistic director there for 25 years, maybe like a long, long time. So, so he's, he's worked with like Tony Kushner and like, like, so weird that you're like that guy's a family friend <laughs> you're like oh my god that's amazing um but yeah like i i cornered tony and, and had him read the book because i was like what do you think what do you like and he gave me a great quote which i was like this is incredible that like like but he was like he was like maurice would have liked this and oh. i was like no way and he's like yeah no 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 he like and he was very critical and i was like okay I, i'll trust you i'll trust you that like that was but i was like like you know i, I don't know if that's true maybe that's tony being really nice to me because i'm a you know, whatever he knows my dad, um, but no, like like those those books where there was a sense of there's just a sense of magic in those, and, and not to say that I achieved that certainly, but like but there's just this like intangible magic dust on certain books. I mean, Goodnight Moon has that. Like there's there's and you you kind of can't believe how well they're working. Uh, Amos and Boris was always a, f a famous of uh, like a, a, a favorite of mine. Um, I didn't realize that that guy, uh, William Steig, is that his name? Like, uh, mm -hmm. who wrote Amos and Boris, which is, I was reading it last night, and it's amazing to write that much text and have it be that uh, captivating for a kid, where you're like, doesn't care, the, the images are incredible, the text is verbal and beautifully and kind of poetic but also at the same like like to 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 be able to hold a kid's attention like that means the story is so good yeah. and then and then have you ever read his version like like i didn't realize that he wrote shrek 
Oh, I didn't know. I didn't know oh, that dude, came from him. By, I've read some of his other books. No, no. By the, the, the original Shrek is so funny. Like, I was like, oh, I, I now really like Shrek. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> it, it's great. Did you get to meet Maurice Sendak? That was no, early I, 2000s, right? No, I, I never did. I never did. I mean, I would, I would have lost my mind. Yeah, he's obviously fantastic. Where, where were your go-to bookstores when you were a kid? Um, you have bookstore memories? Honestly, my memories were, were early memories of books in general were, hi, how's it going? <laughs> this is my future dad. What are you, what are you, what are you, this is my hey. boyfriend, Kevin. This is Kevin. How are you doing? Hi, how are you doing? Live. How are you doing? On the air. <laughs> Good to see you. Good to see you. Um, sorry, and then, and then, uh, uh, what, what was I going to say? Oh, no, my, my early memories really of like, of like touching and, and experiencing books myself were, were just uh, libraries. I went to um, Malcolm X uh, for fourth through uh, sixth grade, which is the, you know, the, School in Berkeley it still is. I'm actually going to do a, a reading there, which is a very exciting. Um, it's I believe younger grades now than that. Yeah. Um, but, but it was four through six when I when I was there, and um, and so I would get like Hardy Boys books out of the library. But I just remember touching the book jackets of the the, the little plastic cover with the little white um, sticker on the on the on the spine, and honestly, just the the feel of of being able to look at your own books i think like a picking out pick up pick them out yourself so it wasn't bookstore so much as as it was um i think that that's a, for a lot of kids their first experience of of being able to pick out their own books is through your your you know public school or wh wherever you go to school library you know are you thinking about bookstores now there's a lot of indie bookstores that are, are closed um fighting to stay alive and you're putting a book out how much are you, you thinking about those places right now uh, I mean uh, I think you you always have to I mean like uh, that that's gonna be something that is gonna be a never-ending battle I think in this world of giant companies and and um, and having said that we have the book is being pushed by Barnes and Noble thanks so much to Barnes and Noble <laughs> amazing people over there but like but like but no like 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 you know um, I think it's really scary because like, because like those are meeting places and they're, they're, they become, there's so few community places to meet now because we order everything on online and like, it's so like, so books are magic and, and Miss Dalloway's like, like those being my two local bookstores, my one in Berkeley and the one in Brooklyn. And it, I know, I know in Brooklyn, I mean, like we meet people there where there's a whole back room for, that's just a kid's room and like, and they have a ton of amazing authors come through and it's just like there's there's so few places that are that you can even do that anymore of like of congregate with like parents meet people actually like connect with see what people are reading i mean like and it's just it's a it's it's so necessary with us all being so incredibly connected to our worshiping the rectangle at all moments uh, you know and and it's and it is it is it's 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 uh, it's scary because there's not that many alternatives for just community connection so yeah, yeah. Um, like as, as much as possible I mean like like um, you know we when we were living in Pittsburgh when my wife was doing that uh, um, beautiful day movie like like got to know like a ton of people I got to see uh, 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 what's his name the, the guy who, who um, drew dragons love tacos um, mm -hmm. with the illustration from that like um, like um, just 
like where else do you get to like really connect with people and see what people are up to like there's it's just it's less and less now um so as much as possible i guess is the answer <laughs> yeah. yeah um so you got an event coming up miss dalloway's um with your father and uh i don't think the date is set as we're talking it may be by the time i record the intro for this but can you tell me a little bit about that? Um, what, what do you, have you done stuff with your dad before and, and what's, what's that going to be like? It will be uh, the 26th of September at 2 p.m. I believe. I okay. want to say that that's right. Um, and yeah, like uh, working with my dad is hilarious. He's a, he's a sarcastic New Yorker who lives in Berkeley, loves the Yankees. Um, he likes theater. <laughs> no, I like what's it going to be like. Um, I don't know. I think he'll probably bring up some stuff I probably don't want him to about me. <laughs> he'll probably talk about how I did graffiti and how he was always worried about me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, um, um, you know, uh, uh, we're, we're great together. It's actually, it's, it's, it's interesting that uh, to, to bookend this me working with my kid at five years old, putting him in, him in inappropriate movies and blah, blah, blah. You know, like I was, I was in plays that my dad directed, like Waiting for Godot at the Berkeley Repertory Theater, like always being told to, to that's my mom. Um, <laughs> uh, that, like always being told to uh, take off my swatch watch because <laughs> they didn't have neon swatch watches. Whatever. <laughs> and I, I kept being like, I don't know. It just makes Godot seem more appealing if I have a crazy watch. <laughs> What's going on with that guy? Um, but like, uh, but you know, so, so to be able to work with your family members, like, you know, my, I, I really got to work with my brother for uh, like on Dick in a Box. Like we got to win an Emmy together. Like, like, I mean, granted that's ridiculous and super cocky and shitty for me to say, but like, but like, but like, but the work is the most important part. Like, like Mari gets to work with her brother. He just done all the, the, the scoring for her, her what, three movies that she's done. There's, there's kind of no better way to, to, continue the relationship that you built on then working with your either your parent or your brother or like or your family members i think it's a, like a really nice way for us all to sort of stay connected because we're always working and blah blah, blah. and so i'm very very lucky to be in a creative field to have my brother be in a, in a creative field and so you know i write a script and my dad reads it and gives me like notes on it and it's a different way for us to talk about stuff i wrote a script about sort of my parents and my and my family and and you know me and my dad over dinner like talking about the script but we're talking about the characters in it but we're really talking about us is this <laughs> like, something oh, you dad? did a while ago or is this something no, no, this is just something we're going like you know yeah. like i'm, I'm writing like a, a feature thing I'm like you know is, so, it in, is it in berkeley it's in it takes place in michigan it's called michigan oh. but like but like no, this is this is nothing that i yeah. i'm not ready to bring this out in the world yet but like but gotcha. but what i mean is is that is that like uh it's a different way to to connect with your with your you know people who have raised you like i have very different kind of uh um a very different relationship i think and i'm i feel blessed to to have that and maybe that is the new kind of parenting of like of you know like that i also have that with my dad of like he shares work that that he's done with me and vice versa and we get to know each other in a, in a different kind of way like my dad did a, uh, when, when me, Andy, and Akiba uh, as the Lonely Island, were, we did a, um, a little talk at, at, uh, at Amoeba in Berkeley. 
Mm -hmm. um, and you got, all got on our little stools and my dad interviewed us. And yeah, he's a little sarcastic. <laughs> but you know, cause he's probably just talking about how worried he was for the years that he was like, oh yeah, these guys aren't going anywhere. <laughs> um, but you know, like, so I don't know. I, I think that you will certainly get our family vibe from seeing us together. <laughs> it sounds like this will be a really good book event. You're going to be embarrassed, but there's going to be some really sweet moments too. I'll be embarrassed on both ends too. <laughs> Dad will embarrass me and then they want Wiley to, like Wiley may read seven and, and then he'll actively try <laughs> to, to misbehave just to impress other people. And then I'll be like, Dude, why are you being like this? Like, <laughs> why is everyone being like this to me? I'm the author. <laughs> well, they're missdalloways.com, mrsdalloways.com. Looks like September 26th and um, uh, I love the book. I absolutely love your work. Um, I, I didn't want to gush at the beginning because it would make things uncomfortable, but I've loved so much of what you've done. And we found, I found out kind of late that you were, you were a, a Berkeley guy and, uh, and that makes it even cooler. And, uh, and I appreciate you coming on. Appreciate you coming on and congratulations with the book. Oh yeah. Thanks. Thanks so much. Berkeley High 9-5. Yeah. <laughs> Talk to you later. Okay. Bye. You are listening to the San Francisco Chronicle. Thank you to Kelly Hartlob and our guest, Yorma Taconi. Total SF is a production of the Chronicle. Our music is The Tide Will Rise by the Sunset Shipwrecks off their album Community and Cable Car Bell Ringing by eight-time champion Byron Cobb. Support Total SF in the newsroom that creates it by treating yourself to a digital Chronicle edition at sfchronicle.com slash pod. 